Hey guys, and welcome back to Mom's Couch. It's Dom and Jamie. <laughs> and today is going to be a very different episode. Um, we're going to be talking about all the events that are taking place right now with Black Lives Matter and all the injustices taking place in the States and here in Canada even. So this episode is a change of pace for us because it's something that we can't ignore. Yeah. We do have some sort of platform and we think it's important for us to put our voices on this and really express how we feel about these issues and also provide resources for people who want to support to be able to support. Exactly. It's just, it hits really, it's really hard to see what's happening in the world right now. And it's hard to see because this has been happening for years and years and years and nothing has changed for so Absolutely many years. Nothing. And we both feel really, really strongly about this issue for a number of reasons. Um, and we just think it's really important to get on here and talk about it and start a discussion and put our voices on this. Because we can't just sit here and do nothing. Honestly, I am so emotional right now. And I'm, I've been like kind of sitting on this for a little while. And it, it took me a couple days to just like kind of gather my thoughts because like as a black man it's like if i was living in the states if i was living downtown toronto like that would be me like i'm living in like a little bit of a bubble and i'm like very privileged to be living in an environment where i'm not constantly fearing for my life but when you're constantly seeing people that look like you being hunted and killed by people that are supposed to be protecting you it's absolutely disgusting and exhausting and I don't know, it's just like for the past few days, this is all I could think about and recording a podcast about, I don't know, like club scene in Toronto or some other thing, like just really didn't seem like something I could do right now. And I just thought it would make a lot more sense to talk about this. And hopefully maybe if someone's listening, gets a little educated or this might like encourage you to go out and actually do something. And when I say do something, I don't mean reposting a story or posting like a photo challenge of your support for Black Lives Matter, which in my opinion is really disgusting that it's a challenge that's yeah. going around. It shouldn't be. You should just be doing it to support people. Honestly. But yeah, taking more action than just a repost and actually trying to make a difference because enough is enough. This has been going on for way too long. I remember the first time that this like was kind of like a big deal with like everything on social media and like everyone around the world pretty much or like in North America knew about what was happening and was appalled was with Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. That was like one of like the biggest cases. And yeah, like you saw a lot of people upset and making noise and talking about it for what? A couple months? Yeah. Maybe the year, and then what happened? There was like a lot more cases. Nothing Every changed, and life went on. People forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward four years later, that was in twenty twelve. Philando Castile, what happened? People talked about it. Have a little bit of buzz for a couple months. Another few murders happened two three weeks after. It's like, what are we doing? Like nothing has changed since twenty twelve. We're now in twenty twenty. This is disgusting. It's, 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 it's just so sad because 
we've had so much time and nothing has ever happened and now it's come to a point where people just cannot sit and do nothing we have to go out people have to have their voices heard i mean and dom just named a few notable cases but in just 2015 alone over uh, or at least 104 unarmed black people were killed yeah. by the police for what this has been it's going ridiculous. on for a long time and like I've been seeing like some people be like, oh, I'm like so shocked this is happening. You shouldn't be shocked. I'm sorry, but if you're shocked, you are privileged and you need to educate yourself because this has been going on for a very long time. And it's insane. Like this week alone, what? There was like three different things that happened, like big events that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's insane. And it's to know that, like, the fact that it's obviously been happening for so however many years, it just shows how deeply rooted racism is yeah. in the system, mm-hmm. right? In our governments, in the police force. It's so, so, so deeply rooted and nothing has ever changed. Nothing. And I was reading a bunch of posts too and it was like, it's not enough anymore to just be not racist. You have to be actively anti-racist you need to educate yourself above and beyond of just being like oh like i have black friends and like i listen to like black music so it's like i understand like no like you need to go out and like try and educate yourself more if your parents are a little behind the times you need to educate them Mm -hmm. you need to educate your friends everything like you need to be actively anti-racist and if you see something say something and like call it out because it's not the time to sit back and like pretend like you don't see anything anymore even something as simple as again like calling out or telling a friend hey that's not cool that's not a good joke to make that's not something you should say even something as small as that can really lead to big change you can get people thinking about the words and the actions they do every single day right um and it all starts at home i know like having family dinners can be hard because i know a lot of people have conflicting views on it um and it is good to see though people kind of standing up to their family like you know it's kind of scary to do that Mm -hmm. and to say um actually this is not correct what people are doing here is they're fighting for their lives they are literally fighting for hundreds of lives if not thousands of lives that are just (sighs) taken away every single day over the smallest and simplest things and we can see that with every single case ever right um and just kind of to go over some stuff just to kind of educate people who may not be aware so in 2016 when the philando castile shooting happened um him and his girlfriend were in the car with his girlfriend's four-year-old daughter in the back seat Mm -hmm. they were stopped by the police because one of the officers believed that philando castile looked like a suspect of a robbery for whatever reason. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. And he stopped and asked for license and registration, right? And Castile even said, I just want to let you know, officer, that I do have a fire ar- firearm on me. Which, by the way, he did he have a permit. Licensed. It was a license he was allowed to carry. And he went to go reach for his license and registration. And the officer said, don't pull it out, don't pull it out. And he said... And as he was bringing his hands back up to surrender and say, no, like, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. The officer shot him seven times in front of a four-year-old child and in front of his girlfriend. For what? But tell me, 
Okay, you think this man is a threat? What it goes through your head to shoot someone seven times? Seven times. I I always see this like, just like abuse of power. It's like, mm-hmm. if it was someone else, you probably wouldn't even fire a shot. But because of the color of their skin that you perceive as a threat, you're gonna like literally empty the clip of your gun on this person. Mm-hmm. For what? Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous the excessive force being used against someone that is in this case they were armed technically but they weren't doing anything wrong and he also openly stated hey officer i am armed i have a gun on me i want to let you know but i am going to get my license registration he openly admitted that Mm -hmm. said it made it very clear to the officers he wouldn't get the wrong messages but apparently this officer still took him like perceived him as a threat yeah for no fucking reason. Um, and another huge example of this, which is one that happened recently, which is the Arbery case. What happened was in this neighborhood, they had a few um, a few instances of some small robberies, etc. So the whole neighborhood's kind of on high alert. There was this one house that was under construction. Many people had been trespassing. Many people. On, ca- on camera, there's a white couple trespassing. There are two um, kids trespassing. Nothing was ever stolen. Nothing was ever damaged. And Arbery had been seen passing through this house a few times just looking around, right? But because of the perceived threat of him happening, like, because he's black and people perceiving that he has bad intent because of his skin color. Yeah. These men literally hunted him down. And there has been the argument where they said, we've just wanted to talk to him. How does it look like you want to talk to someone if you're holding a shotgun and hunting them down with your car? What does that tell people? You're holding a shotgun. The man driving is holding whatever firearm. And there's another man blocking you off on the road. What does that say to someone? Is it not... And then people say, well, Arbery hit him. Well, if someone was pointing at a gun for you, what would you do? You would fight for your life. Would you not? And the fact that it's it just happens to be him, despite all the other people that trespassed out, it happens to be him yeah. that gets hunted blows my mind it's insane absolutely insane and it's like you don't even have to be doing anything wrong you could be a kid you could be a teenager and like this can still happen to you exactly literally what trayvon martin was was wearing a hoodie and he had a bag of skittles ayanna jones she was sleeping in her bed and she got shot like it's just insane like the like they don't care Mm -hmm. they don't see black people as human and i like i'm it used to be that they would perceive black people as like three-fifths human and it's like nothing has changed exactly nothing and and honestly the police are a huge part in blaming this because police are there to protect and also not only that you since you have the power isn't your job also to educate other people as well but when they arrived at the scene, seconds after this shooting ha- happened and Arbery was on the ground bleeding out, all they did was take testimonies and let the two shooters go. They let yeah. them go. They did not arrest them. They did not do further no. questioning. They let them go. And that just tells you that they do not care not at all. about the lives. And also, instinctively, that's putting blame on Arbery and assuming that he is at fault without doing any investigation at all. They do not care. They do not care about black lives. It's so obvious. 
And it's so obvious that they are just inherently racist and they keep perpetuating it as well. And it's so shameful to see. You are in a position of power. Should you not be using it to uphold real justice and uphold real laws? It's I... completely flawed. It's fake. People are always like tweeting a cab and like all this kind of stuff. I don't know if I would go that far, but it's like when people have that much power and there's so much institutionalized racism in a country this is what happens Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i can't blame people for being like all cops are bad like i'm sorry but like it looks like that's the majority because this is what continues to happen day after day week after week year after year exactly the and also when we see stuff like the riots and the protests that are happening right now I, I even showed Dom like some videos on Twitter where the police are putting their batons down, putting their shields down, yeah. admitting, you know, kind of the fault mm-hmm. of the system and marching with the people and saying, yeah. you know what, let's have a parade, let's march and, you know, pro- kind of protest together, protest the system, the flaws in the system. Why not do that? Why instead of inciting violence... Mm-hmm. attacking protesters yeah. also the whole peaceful protest they had where they were chanting i can't breathe and then they just attack them yeah. it's it's there's so no logic funny to me that <laughs> it's you ridiculous. attack black unarmed people just for peacefully protesting and stating their anger and just sadness and just disappointment in the country as a whole and the whole police system and Just the whole country. It's just disgusting to me. And then when someone protests with an assault rifle, you have no issues with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, because they're white. There's no pigment in their skin, so it's okay. Like, let's bargain with them. Let's reason with them. But if it's black people, oh, those thugs need to be stopped. Exactly. Oh, the bullets are going to start to fly, as Mr. Trump said. And the most ridiculous thing I think about this is that um, these black unarmed individuals are fighting for lives, yet these white people in, I think, Missouri were fighting against a lockdown. Yeah. It's so messed up where the priorities of the government are. And we were talking about this too, that it's like riots and all of this kind of thing have been going on for years, but for much stupider reasons. We have seen riots over baseball games, mm-hmm. over basketball games, just, like, sporting events in general, just, like, dumb stuff that, like, honestly, like, in comparison, like, black lives being lost or a football game. I'm sorry. This is more important. You should not be calling the military on these people when you're not going to do it over a game or, like, a basketball game. Mm-hmm. It's just insane to me, like, the double standards. And they wonder why we're so angry. They wonder why we're protesting. And also to the, I don't know if they are white supremacists, white supremacists, but to those people, the white people dressing up in all black, purposely vandalizing, we know something is going on. Mm -hmm. We know what you're doing. Yeah. And this needs to be called out. This is ridiculous. I've seen so many videos of non-white, non-black people literally destroying police cars and buildings setting fires to things strategically strategically and then on the news what you what do you see black people set fire to this or like 
uh, rioters. rioters, violent protest here. Oh, this one took the cake for me. It was like violent protest outbreaks in this state. I don't remember which state it was. And then the person that was actually there took a video of what was actually happening. Nobody was yelling or anything. They were like chanting and all they had were like holding up signs. No one was fighting. Mm-hmm. There was no fires, nothing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't violent at all. Exactly. I'm like, the news is also part of this problem. They're you can't trust the media. perpetuating this idea that everything that black people do is violent, malicious, and evil when that's not the case. Exactly. The media completely perpetuates and supports racism. The messaging they use, not only for black people, but all people of color, yeah. is in comparison to a similar crime committed by a white individual, is ridiculous. Uh-huh. And it's come to a point where really our only reliable source of media that honestly tells the truth is social media. It's trusting our own people because we can no longer trust these news networks that are clearly on the side of the government who don't tell the truth. Isn't that your job to report the news? What's actually happening? It's actually sad to think that like we now need to go on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to actually see what's actually happening in these places Mm -hmm. because even with that same news site, they literally purposely cut off like half of what was actually happening mm-hmm. in there. So all you could see is like one person maybe like causing a little bit of an issue and then like a bunch of like police officers in a brigade. But then you didn't see like the like literally like thousands of people lined up peacefully protesting with their signs. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like all strategic. It's very strategic and manipulative 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 and disgusting. We don't even know. We didn't even have any like structure format going into this. This is really just us expressing how disgusted we are by the whole situation. And I know both me and Dom have had like a lot of moments where we felt extremely emotional. Yeah. I think what takes the cake for me was reading up about the fact that Floyd's child will no longer have a father and that every day he was trying to become a better father and the fact that he was killed over a $20 counterfeit bill is ridiculous yeah. it's like you really couldn't and the fact that three police officers showed up had to separate them put them on the floor there you, were four police officers on the scene yeah three of them stood idly by while he was being murdered could you not just give them tickets and go on with your day I don't understand no it's And my thing, too, is that we're in a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. Think about what need, like, what happened to, like, actually have to protest and congregate in, like, these groups of thousands. Like, I've really thought about this and I'm like, in a way, we're putting ourselves in danger to fight for the lives of those that were lost. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is what it's come to. We shouldn't have to be fearing for our lives during a pandemic this is insane Mm -hmm. like even with the Breonna Taylor she was an EMT she was working to try to protect a bunch of people from COVID-19 and stop the spread and you go and you shoot her eight times like like it's unnecessary when she wasn't even under investigation Mm -hmm. like you just barged into her house shot her eight times there's another healthcare worker that we just lost that we're all suffering from this COVID-19 pandemic and you're just gonna make it 
a little bit harder for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just sick that it's just another thing that we have to worry about now. I remember when this first started too. In New York City, in certain neighborhoods, they're handing out masks, gloves, hand sanitizer in white neighborhoods and like in the parks, that kind of thing. When you go in black neighborhoods, you're not allowed outside your house or else the police will question you and like harass you and like brutalize you. And it's just like the double standards are disgusting. I It just makes me so angry. I can't, I can't even put it into words. And I don't know, for me, words are just not enough. It just, I I don't know. It's so hard for me. It's really awful. And we were even talking about this, about how we feel so lucky to be in Ontario, Canada. And even here, it's not, it's not. perfect at all. And so many people of color, so many indigenous people, black people still go through terrible things every yep. single day. Yeah. But we're, we are considered lucky. It's sad, though. It is sad. Because I know the amount of injustices that I've gone through in my life. And I'm so privileged and, like, blessed. I can't even imagine the severity in the States and, and living in, like, the Deep South or any place like Louisville. Or even rural areas in Canada. And, exactly. And it's, like, even with that, like, Canada's not exempt. Canada hides a lot of their racism under, oh, like, we're multicultural. Don't you see, like, my neighbor's black? Oh, my friend's black. But you can still be racist. Like, I'm really sorry to tell you, just because your friend is black or you listen to black music, you're not exempt from being racist. Mm -hmm. And I hate it so much because everyone is like, oh, yeah, like, Canada's so good. Like, I'm so happy I'm Canadian. I'm like, you have no idea the country you're living in. It's honestly disgusting. And, like, even there's... Right now, as we speak, the police in Toronto are under investigation for a case that's happening. Right. Where a woman's death is being... They basically <sighs> ruled this woman's death, Regis. We're going to say her name, Regis. Yes. Uh, they ruled her death a suicide. And then told the news not to come to the scene. And it's like, whether it's a suicide or literally murder, which is what the uh, the family is saying, because the family was there when it happened... Why are you telling the news not to come? There what has to be more to the story. Yeah. Why are we not getting more information and openness about the case? We need answers. Mm-hmm. We need we need our governments, our police systems. We need them to start taking accountability for their actions and for their mistakes. Hundred percent. We need ownership of it. The police in general have too much power. I believe. I think that, like, I was even reading up, at least in the States, the police have the right to, like, overturn governments. And, like, it's just insane the amount of power that they have. Like, if there's, like, an issue in the government, the police is responsible for handling it. And I'm like, that is insane, the amount of power that they have, the amount Mm -hmm. of funding that they have. And I know a lot of the the movements and funds that are happening right now are really fighting to defund them and take away at least some of their funding so that they're not literally brutalizing us and like 
killing us, setting up these brigades and all these things to like shut down our protests and make them even more violent than they have to be because they're just, they just have too much power and too much funding. And it's just making things thousand times worse than they have to be. Instead of funding the police and funding more like basically injustices, why not direct those commu- the, that money to communities in need who need exactly. for, to give them better opportunities? Do you know what I mean? And I see a lot of instances, too, where um, people in the black community, they don't have access to these crazy, powerful lawyers. Whereas people in the white community can get the best lawyer in town because mm-hmm. they have the money. They've had the opportunity to make it, essentially, in America yeah. and in other countries across the world. It's, it's just crazy where priorities are in terms yeah. of funding right you could have put all this money into some great educational programs or fund some other programs for communities in need but it's not none of that money is directed towards that stuff yeah so like i was reading this earlier and it was like why not fund violence prevention programs instead of cops why not fund mental health response teams why not fund actual hospitals that are like fighting COVID 19 and like Stuff like that. Like, there's so many other uses for this money. And it's, like, we really need to just, like, take back some of the power from them. Because they're just, they're abusing it, quite frankly. And it's insane. (sighs) Honestly, this whole situation is just extremely exhausting. And, like, like no we shouldn't have to be doing this Mm -hmm. and i really hope that if i have a child i don't have to sit them down and be like look like if make sure you're not in these situations with like your friends like you're black like you can't be in these areas or in these types of situations like i've even had these conversations with my mom or and my dad and like they've come to me and being like oh, like, you can't play on the streets. Like, I really didn't get to do a lot in, like, my childhood that, like, other people did. Like, I remember people would have those, like, fake guns that would shoot, like, blanks and stuff. Are you... Do you really think my parents would ever get me that? Like, the closest I ever got was, like, a Nerf gun that had, like, one bullet in it and I was only allowed to use it in the house. Like, there's just certain things that if you're not black, you, like, you don't even realize that, like, how privileged you are to just, like, be living your life, like, normally and not, like, thinking about these things. Mm -hmm. But if you are Black, you've been taught this since you were literally old enough to speak. And I really wish that if I'm bringing a child into this world, that things are different and I don't have to have these conversations with them. I don't have to put them under the pressure of having to be 10 times as good just to be seen in this world. Like, that is... It's just disgusting to me. And it just makes me so angry. I've also seen videos online where a black parent was explaining to her child how to deal with the police and how to deal with certain situations. It's it's so sad that that has to be a thing. Tell me why the first gift that I got for my car... Again, like... I'm very privileged and I like have a car and all this stuff. But it's like the first thing that I ever got when I got my car was a dash cam so because like if you ever get pulled over there's always like gonna be video footage of like whatever is happening because like at the time like when i first got my car like things were really bad in the states and like i a lot of my family's in the states and we have conversations about this so literally every one of my family members has a dash cam in their car and like that was very normal 
Whereas, like, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of people listening to this have never even had a dash cam or thought about having this. But I do. Or they've never had to consider what they would do in a situation like that. They never, yeah. They've never had to be afraid. Yeah. You've never had the conversation where it's like, if you're pulled over by the cops, be respectful. Make sure you're moving slowly and declaring everything you're doing. Don't make any sudden movements. Like, you don't have to deal with that. I've seen, like, some white people, I'm just going to say it, like, literally yell at the cops. Like, I've almost been arrested, like, literally being, like, not doing anything. But, like, other people can just, like, get away with murder. And -hmm. it's insane. I just think the point of this is that enough is enough. Like, you yourself need to find it in your heart to take action, do more than just a repost, educate yourself, educate the people around you, look into these uh, funds that are going around to donate, make sure you're signing petitions, and... Find out how you can make a difference. For me, I, I'm not good with my words. Even with this podcast, I feel like I might not be saying the right thing and I might be repeating myself. But for me, it was like creating something. I love taking pictures. For me, it was like creating a photo series. For you, it might be a video, an art piece. Just do something and like express how you're feeling if you're part of the Black community express how you're feeling and communicate don't let everything that's happening shutter your voice or shut you down your voice deserves to be heard and just let it out i feel like for a long time i just like always hid what i was going through or like what i thought about the situation and i would talk about it with like you or like my friends and stuff but never publicly but it's like That's exactly what they want. And we should not be letting them win. We need to get even louder. And hopefully other people, non-black people, are amplifying our voices and spreading the message so that this one day will end. Because this is disgusting. I think people not be, like, to the people who are not part of the black community but are allies to the black community, any, any people of color, even white people, do what you can to support because think about think about all the lives that were lost. Yeah. And how ridiculous the situation is and think about what it would be like if you had to live like that. Mhm. Right? I think I know me and Dot both we we both aren't really big on like the reposting thing cuz we don't really think that does much. Um I think what's really important is as Dom said, find some way to express your thoughts. The best way you can, whatever that is for you, yeah. do it and share it. I think also taking the time to educate yourself. Read online resources. There are so many good resources on Instagram. And even read articles online, any like educational journal, etc. Read studies, read up on it and have a really good understanding of what the problem is. Educate others. Talk to your family, talk to your friends. Just try and educate others, call people out and get people to understand like what the real issue is. Yeah. And, you know, we do say reposting and sharing is kind of meh for us, but I do think that there is some power in it, obviously. Um, and 
I personally am big on trying to fund, like yeah. trying to give money and actually give something that people can actually use to help with the cause. Yeah. Um, there's a few that you've may have seen. I'm just going to name that out for people. One of them is the George Floyd Memorial Fund. It's their official GoFundMe page for the Floyd family. Um, and you can find it by just searching up his name on GoFundMe. We'll have all the links down below too in yeah. the description. And we'll have them also in our link tree. Yeah. Um, the next is the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, and it's a community-based nonprofit. And it helps pay for any bail or bonds um, for individuals who have been arrested while protesting against police brutality. The next is the Black Visions Collective. And this is a queer-led organization um, that is committed to dismantling systems of oppression and violence. Um, and they help and shift the public narrative to create long-term change, which is what we need. Yeah. Next is Reclaim the Block, which is a coalition that advocates and invest in community-led safety initiatives within Minneapolis neighborhoods. They I have one, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. They have a lot of resources on their website too. Like I have spent a lot of time on their website specifically just because they do have a lot of resources and like they have a fund as well that you can donate to. So I think that one especially is a really good one to look into. Um, and the next one is Campaign Zero, and they use research-based policy solutions, hopefully to one day see an end to police brutality in America. And then finally, there's the Unicorn Riot, again, a nonprofit, and what they do is they expose the root causes of um, the social and environmental issues. Um, now, these are just a few that we've named. I'm sure there are probably more. These were the main ones that I think everyone is seeing kind of right now on social media. Um, but hopefully this discussion and this podcast acts as the final, like if you need a final push to do something, hopefully this is it. Yeah. Hopefully from listening to this, you've learned something, you have a better understanding of the issues and you can understand why people are so angry and why we need these protests, why we need these riots, why people have to stand up and do something. And I hope that for people who were previously too afraid to say something, I hope that this has been a trigger for you to go out and put your voice out there yeah. and express your feelings and thoughts about it and give support to a community that is deeply in need right now and has been for the past years, like hundreds of years. Yeah. And if you have any sort of platform, like even with us in this podcast, like we're not the biggest podcast out there, but we know that this is an issue that needs to be discussed no matter what. I feel like every single podcast out there should be talking about this. Anyone with an audience of any sort should in some way try and help the situation in any way that they can. And I hope that this is the little push that you needed to go and do that if you haven't already. And yeah, I think... We we both feel really defeated. Yeah, and like there's so much more we can say, and so many other things that we've even talked about in the past few days that this has been going on. But I think that's the gist of it. The main point is that you just need to go out and like try your best to go do something, and educating yourself is the first step to that. So, 
I know this episode is a little different, but I hope you guys still enjoyed it. And let us know what you guys thought. Follow us on social, all that good stuff. And remember that we're going to have all the links to how you can help and all the funds and everything in our description and in our link tree. So until next week, see you guys. The one last thing I want to add. Sorry, doll. Yeah. The one last thing I want to add is I know some people are kind of strapped for funds and, you know, you might not be able to um, support that ways. I just want people to know that like every dollar counts. Yeah. Even one dollar can make a difference, believe it or not. Right. And, you know, even even if you can't donate, you know, being other ways, there are other ways, right? Like posting, et cetera, expressing yourself and even be like being part of a protest, being part of a march. Mm that kind of stuff can really make a difference and show that you are actually there for people and you are actually, you want to support the cause. And even like just starting at home, make sure that you know what you're talking about and you know the issues. Make sure that your family knows the issues and your friends around you. Make sure you're surrounded with people that are educated about this kind of stuff. And that's the best place to start, I think. So (laughs) I'm going to reiterate Don's words. um thank you so much for listening to this podcast this is a change of pace but we believe it is a thousand percent necessary and this is our way of putting our voices and backing the cause yeah um so yeah join us next week on mom's couch catch you next time bye Bye.